Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Here we go. Can you freestyle over it? Rolling down the street in my 6'4 with everybody singing. No. The door. That was already already taken. Oh, that's not. That's from. That's not an original. That's a cover from Doctor Dre. Dre covered that. Doctor. Doc, the doctor. We'll see you now. Do you have a weird ear thing? Yeah. Or why that happened? I uh, I don't anymore now that I've gotten it operated on. It's all. T- it's all fixed. Yeah, I had that cauliflower ear. <laughs> from all that wrestling. Yeah. You do. I don't know if it was a cauliflower ear or if it, some kind of vegetable because I kept saying, turn up. Oh, wow. See? Wow. That was fun. That, was that, did you just come up with that right yeah, now? Yeah, that was freestyle. Turn up. Um, hey, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and turn up your dial because you found the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. You made it. <laughs> Webisode number 63. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, you could have been on a thousand other podcasts, million other podcasts, but you chose to be here with us. And gosh, we're thankful. We're very appreciative. October 12th in the year of 2021 is when we recorded this. It's a Wednesday, and never fear the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And what's happened is we found our way into the lab tonight, just the two of us. It's jo- it's old Joss and Jer again. It's the Joss and Jer show. Yeah, I like it. It's nice. It's nice. It's mid-afternoon. It's kind of a whole different vibe. Totally. Right? We're usually in here at night. We've, we've cooked. We've eaten. We've imbibed. Not to say we haven't eaten and imbibed a little bit. We eat. But it's mid-afternoon. Had a couple beers. With lunch. Jared did. So, but it was good. We're um, we're in the lab. Where are, where's Ryan? Where's Ryan and Simon? Do you have a question? Ryan and Simon. Where's Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? Where's Ryan? Where, where's Ryan and, and Simon? Simon? They're in Louisville, Kentucky. Hmm. They're off in Louisville, Kentucky at Moonshine University. Learning how to distill. And why is that? Well, we're going to open a distillery here, Joss. And uh, Simon is going to be my, I don't know, apprentice. Right. My warehouse man. And he's going to help me out because some of these these uh, runs on this still will you know, be 18-hour days. And uh, those will get kind of tedious back-to-back. So I'm going to need someone to help, you know, tow the load. Right. And that's going to be Simon. And Ryan is also, you know, going to be an integral part of what we have going on around here. And so I, I just want us all speaking the same language. And so this is the first step towards uh, towards that. To, uh, kind of all of us being able to speak the same language. And, um, and in fact, the equipment that they're going to be learning on is the equipment that I learned on. And is the uh, exact same it's a it's basically a mirror of the kind of equipment that we're going to have here on site so it's a 250 gallon um copper pot still uh hybrid 
and uh, that's what we have here, and that's what they're going to be learning on there. So uh, they should come back that much more knowledgeable. And so that's where they are. They're, they're, in, they're in flight as we record. They, I think they are in, literally in the air right now. They sent me some pictures from the airport earlier. It looked like they'd had a couple pre-flight cocktails. Now, you're going to distill. Uh, you're going to distillery class. Yes. They are. Bourbon. I've already been there. You've done it. They're going to make bourbon, yes. Do you have a bourbon at the airport? Right? You, do you, you feel do, like you, you do, do you a get little bourbon mo- going in the blood? I mean, is that the move or is it not the move? You can make an argument either well, way. I think you do. I think you, you, you're drinking bourbon all the time. That's well, what I mean. That's what fair, I'm doing. Very fair. Right? It looked like they were having vodka tonics. Right. Vodka kind of tonics. a weird move. You know, I'm not a big tonic guy. Vodka? I mean, you're going... I like vodka, but not the tonic. Tonic is got... It, right? It's like... What is that? Uh, sour. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I like a vodka tonic. I'm not going to drink a thousand of them. But I would rather have a vodka tonic than a vodka soda. See, I'm a vodka soda. Vodka like, soda. Crisper. I don't know. I like a vodka tonic. I'll do um, a little lemon. Right. In it With it. You know? Yeah. Something. A little zest. A little zest. So that's where, that's where Ryan and Simon are. We're here mid-afternoon, whereas we're not here at night. We went to lunch. Just took Joss to lunch. Had a nice little lunch. Little lunch. You fought tooth and nail. I so didn't want to go. Every time I ever want to go to lunch, I la- I get a craving. Right? I wake up in the morning and I'll have something on my mind. You know, I'd like to. I have an itch I'd like to scratch today. And generally, it's not going to be at the restaurant like right across the street from where I work. Sometimes when you have that kind of specific itch that needs scratching, you've kind of got to go for it. You got to be be willing to get in the car and do a little driving. And anytime lunch involves more than like a five to ten minute drive, Joss gets all weird. <laughs> well, I don't know why you have to drive twenty minutes to go. Well, it's because you literally can't get Ethiopian food right here in Aliso Viejo. So I'll get these cravings. I'll crave Taiwanese food, Ethiopian food, something specific, a specific flavor profile. Whereas today I was craving German food. I was in the mood for a schnitzel, some spätzle, maybe a cordon bleu. Wait, did you just do the the accent in German? Spätzle? Yeah. <laughs> spätzle? What just happened there? Spätzle? I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. You know, I like a good cordon bleu. So we drove 45 minutes to a German restaurant to eat a French dish, which really pissed you off. But turns out that uh, Cordon Bleu is something you see. It's a very, very traditional Oktoberfest dish. When you're going to those big tents in Munich during Oktoberfest to sit around and drink quarts of beer, um, one of the things that you see on the menu time and time again is uh, Cordon Bleu. So there's this place that I like to go called Gustav's Jagerhaus up in Anaheim. That's like an Oktoberfest restaurant. And they have schnitzel and sauerbraten and currywurst and cordon bleu. Cordon bleu. So uh, they have pretzels. They do a liverwurst pretzel mustard appetizer we thing we got ourselves into. And ate it. 
really good. I wonder if you go to France, you can order like borscht. Well, yes. Does it go both ways? It does. Anybody goes both ways, it's the French. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> you did it. Um. So, yeah, it was good. I, I ended up having the Cordon Bleu. We did have the... Uh, the I went I went veal I went veal cordon bleu. You have the the option to go chicken or veal. I went veal. I did veal as well. You had what did you have? Butter spritzel. The butter spritzel. Pound, Are you sure it's pronounced spritzel? Sh- spritzel spret spret. I don't even know, but it was an unbreaded pounded veal dish, right, with onions and mushrooms. Mushrooms. Here's the other thing. When you go to a restaurant and you order a pounded meat dish, like a like a milanese or a breaded chicken, you know, a pounded chicken or something, and then you hear the guy in the kitchen actually pounding out your steak or your or your veal or your chicken, you know you've gone to the right place. Exactly. If you're sitting close to the kitchen and you order a pounded meat dish and you don't hear nobody pounding meat, yeah, you it's done, pretty you done messed up. Yeah, right. They, they, it's frozen. That was the raddest thing. Both of us ordered a pounded veal, and instantly you hear the hammer come out in the kitchen. Whack! Sounds like somebody's just hitting. And it was loud. It banging was loud. on your inner thigh with a ball ping yeah. hammer, it's like that real fleshy. Yeah, it was nice. It was very impressive. And then just fantastic, right? But the place you drive up, it looks like it's not open. It's like in a decrepit. Oh, it's like in a very mid seventies looking. Right. D- the building d- hasn't been is updated. It dilapidated? Yeah, dilapidated. Hasn't been updated. I mean, the Gustav's part is 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 peeled off the building. Hanging. So it just says Yager House. <laughs> you know, and you go inside. It's very quaint, right? You know, and you're and for I don't know for whatever reason you're in a German place. You always want it to be creepy or well, you know, you, you expect like a swastika to come flying off the wall at you or something. But it's not that. <laughs> Anyway, it was really good. It was delicious. I, I, I'm, I sit, not stand. I sit before you, admitting wrongness. Yeah, you fought tooth. I did fought not want to go. You know, I, I don't crave German food. Well, that I doesn't did. come into my head as a craving. Like you crave a taco, right? You crave sushi as a good example. You crave a potato chip. Well, I crave a cordon bleu from time to time. Uh, a French dish at a German restaurant. Yeah. And couple my of, goodness, was it delicious. Couple of couple of, of uh, Oktoberfest beers to wash it down. Now, it wasn't a light meal. It wasn't. That's not a place to not gain weight. Well, I got mine with spatial and German potato salad. <laughs> Space for those of you who don't know, is like German, you know, noodles. It was, and then they asked me, do you want gravy on your space? Well, yeah. So I had gravy noodles and German potato salad, which is like basically warm potatoes and vinegar and bacon grease. So you had, how's this for starch? You had a pretzel to start. Liverwurst. Liverwurst. Breaded chicken cordon bleu. Spatzel. Spatzel and German potato salad. salad. It was good. I mean, couple of fest beers, right? To, to kind of wash it all down. So that was a light, you know. It's like it wasn't a maybe a light. That's not like a light lunch, but it I was good. You can't use the word light there. Yours was way lighter than mine. Yours was unbreaded, unbreaded, cooked in butter. 
and white yeah. wine. It was called Butter Spitzel or whatever. Yeah. Butter was in the title. Yeah. So, probably not the heart-healthy dish on the menu, but it was good. What's the ultimate craving? What's the food that you, you, when you think somebody's craving something, is there like... Well, clearly, like, I get pretty bizarre cravings. I mean, you got your classics, like, you know, like the crispy beef taco. Right. Ice cream. Every I now guess and it... then you'll get a craving for a crispy taco. There's sure. a place in the world for a crispy taco. Uh, yeah, sure. Ice cream. I don't I don't really ever get that one. That's not one that Me whatever, neither, I but I consider that. Cons- you know, there's the, you know, I'm sure like my kids, they, they want pizza every now and then. Right. That's, sure a, that's had, the one. If I had to go a, a, you know, a decade without pizza, maybe that craving would come around. Mm-hmm. I eat so much pizza because I have kids. Like, it would never even occur to me to, to crave it. Right. So that's like, my cravings are pretty obscure. Like, when I crave something, it's like, you know, like a Taiwanese beef roll. Right. Or, you know, a chicken cordon bleu. Or a dandan noodle. Something like that. A dandan noodle. You know? A madras curry. Like I, I, I crave specific flavor profiles that are outside what I'm probably likely to either make myself at home or be able to find at a restaurant right across the street. So you're taking it a little bit farther than than having a hankering for like a jelly donut. Yeah, you go a little, you go a little, you do it a little deeper dive. Right now, there's, there's some baked goods out there that I might find myself hankering for, but uh, yeah, jelly donut probably not going to be one of them. Um, By the way. Um, we highly suggest this place, and we were the youngest people in there by like forty years. Yeah, if you do find your yourself around the Angel Stadium, you know Disneyland area, do yourself a favor and stop in at the Yager House. It's definitely where the where the stop. Right. Um, and they and you know they're not they're not paying us in in borscht, which they do have on the menu a fine borscht. Um. I got something for you. So I went to a show the other night. I went to a rock and roll. I went to a punk rock concert. It was rad. Kind of like a little bit of normalcy, right? It's been a while since I'd been to a concert around a lot of people. You know, that that kind of wasn't happening there for a while. And so it was awesome. Went to see Rancid and the Dropkick Murphys. Um, Both of them put on a great show. Tim Armstrong was, you know... At the top of his game, I mean, they nailed it. They played all of your favorites, uh, Olympia, you know, Ruby Soho. Uh, it was it was great. It was a great show. Um, it was outdoors. Uh, several hundred people there. I don't know exactly how many, but it was you know it was a big show. A lot of people there. Beer, food. There was food trucks. It was rad. It was like we're back. Yeah, for let's Gu- go. Yeah, guys' night. It was great. Orange County, right? Right now in Orange County, we don't have a mask mandate. We don't have any kind of vaccination mandates to go into restaurants or any, anything. They're, 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 that's happening around the country. I think it's happening right now and up in L.A. Not in Orange County. So, it, you know, there's there's a certain sense of, like, you know, freedom down here, kind of like we've put the worst behind us. Well, at this show, for whatever reason, even though it occurred in Orange County, they required you to show proof of vaccination or proof of a test within the last 72 hours. Right. Which, first of all, I don't think is very punk rock. Doesn't seem like it. Right? The two things don't really go hand in hand. We're going to, like, a punk rock show. It's, like, anti-establishment. Screw authority. Yeah, but let me see your vax card. Okay? Whatever. <laughs> it was That was a little, okay, that didn't seem, it seemed a little disingenuous. <laughs> but whatever. I went and got swabbed out. 
right? I went and got a pre-swabbing right. so that I could prove that I, you know, tested negative within 72 hours of the concert. Right. You know what? I am so over the swabbing, getting swabbed out, dude. You know, it's become this thing where you go and you get this, like, I don't know if they're like, they're a nurse or a physician's assistant or whatever, doctor, whatever they are. And and you go in there and they've like, they've started, you get these people that have decided that they're going to try to make you their personal best that day and see how deep they can possibly go into your nose. And it's it's intrusive. It's too deep. They're going too deep these days. And it's like I don't want to be somebody's personal best. Yeah, you wonder. <laughs> you wonder if they have their own records. Well, they they do. Like this chick asked me. She's like, oh, she's like, are your, are your eyes watering a little bit? Yeah. Got a sneeze? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I got a good one. She right. was like all stoked. I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure you've pierced my eyeball. All right. And she was all stoked about it. Like, she was all, yeah. She, like, put a notch on the stick. Like, I saw like, a little, like, she, are you notching? You're like, right. that, what is that? You're keeping track of how deep you're going? Well, did you take, like, a selfie with you? Like, you, like you were a yeah, dead like deer? A, like a, like yeah, a, like, like a, a freaking bass. <laughs> no, I felt like a bass. Or, like, you know, you kind of feel violated. They go all deep, and then they're like snickering at the uh, with your with their friends as you like gather your clothes and walk out of the. What? Do, what do you mean gather your I felt clothes? Like a one night stand. Did I'm hoping she didn't ask you to derobe. Gather for a your swab. clothes. I she went deep. I told you it got <laughs> weird. Weird. Yeah, I didn't realize I was gonna end up nude get it swabbing. <laughs> when she swabbed me out, she really swabbed me out. Yeah. Wow, a nude swabbing. No, no, but I did. I did. I didn't get nude. Okay, but I did feel violated walking out of there. Felt like she had made me like a, like her personal best. Like made kind of like a a, a set a benchmark by her. You know, by how yeah. deep she went on me. And then she felt all proud, and I felt violated. Anyway. Well, are you going to press charges? No, you know, it was just, I'm done. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over getting, sw- I've been swabbed out so many How times. How about like four times now, right? Four? Through COVID and all the stuff down in Mexico, I've been swabbed out hundreds of times. It's not good. It's not good. It doesn't feel good. I don't love it. So my suggestion, ladies and gentlemen, go out there, get vaccinated six, seven, eight times. All you can do to keep from getting just swabbed out because it's violating. And it doesn't feel good. And right. the bottom of my eyeball is still sore from where she put it. It looks like the right one's a little droopy. A little droopy. Boy, that's deep. If it gets to the eye socket. I mean, she's making me, I could feel my eye wiggling. Is you, you you feel this? Yeah, my eye's wiggling. Is that where it goes? Your nose hole? The nose hole? It goes all up in there. Where, like I don't I do not know the head muscle or the skeleton head to know where the <laughs> boogers come from. It all it's all up there, man. It goes into your eyes, down your throat, up into your brain. It's all up in your sinuses. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a you know it's like the it's a it's a bunch of it's a cavernous. It's like a whole right a series of caves. Yeah, exactly. Hence, I guess, what is there bad in the cave? Right. Well, that's where the term comes from. In fact, is there a swab in the cave? I see a bat in your cave right now. I bet there is. Is there? Nobody has a bat because your caves are so like, you know, they're oriented like vertically to the ground. You have vertical nostrils, whereas more most people have 
more of a horizontal nostril. Right. You have more of a vertically right. oriented right. nostril. That is. Like a, I don't know, piggish. No, oh. that's mean. Oh. <laughs> piggish. More of like a rabbitish. Is that <laughs> So you're saying the nostrils look up. You can easily see what's well, going on. Well, they're just like I can there. look right down your nostrils. Right. Like as I'm looking you in the eye, I'm also <laughs> looking you in the nostril. Like, hey, look me in the nostril. <laughs> that is pretty mean. Uh, what are you doing? You got an email coming through? Yeah. Are you looking at porno? No. Please don't be looking at porno on my time. No. There's nothing worse than like that. You can't catching somebody at work on like at a weird like what were you looking at, dude? You walk up with the guy, he's like, What? He clicks his you know, clicks his mouse real quick, you're like, Hey, um, Jim. <laughs> did you do the TPR reports? <laughs> what were you just looking at? Shopping for a wife? What are you doing? That wasn't Russian. What were you looking at? Yeah, I was just doing a little browsing. Uh, or that the, wasn't for sh- uh, that wasn't J. Crew. The guy I, I had a job one time. The guy, you know, guy got fired, and after he leaves, we're like going through his desk and going through his computer and stuff. Hey, here's the thing. You're, uh, and this brings up a point we were talking about earlier. You're leaving a trail with all your emails and all the stuff you look up on Google and. You know, this guy got off work and we started, you know, his, he never erased his, his like Google files or the stuff he'd been looking up and on his own time. Buddy, it was a little creepy. The guy sitting in the cubicle next to me looking at some of the stuff that guy was looking at. Let's just put it that way. Yikes. Your three word Google search combinations that you type in late night will haunt you. Right. What were you just saying about the, the Gruden guy? The uh, oh, Raiders his, guy. His career's over. Like, 10-year-old email comes up. So I'm just saying, like, it's out there. I think that when we all first started, we're, especially our generation, right? We're the first generation, quote-unquote, to really kind of have the internet as part of our daily lives. And I think at some point we had, a, you know, naively, we had a certain kind of perception that there was a certain degree of anonymity and privacy on like our dealings on the internet when we were searching stuff late night on Google or our emails and stuff. I think that we had a certain sense that, Oh, this is just going away out right. into the electronic ether somewhere. Well, he, here's the thing. It didn't, it didn't go away. It never goes away. It's all still out there to the point of like all these little booty pics that you're sending to people and kids these days on Instagram. Like, you gotta be so careful because today's booty pick is the reason you get fired from your job 20 years from now, right? So you have to be so conscious of the stuff that you're doing and, the, and your persona in the ethosphere and out there on the internets because that shit doesn't go away and that is the person that the world is going to see you as in 10, 20 years when for whatever reason these emails like come to surface. Like how in the world did 10-year-old emails even come They were around? looking for something else from another team. And all of a sudden he's got emails saying all sorts oh, of racist oh, stuff. They, they and, said he's covered every base. And buy, So buy. Basically anybody, the, the way the guy put it was anyone that didn't look like him. So how like, well, a super long career too. Very... A, a, won a Super Bowl and so then it, he called Monday Night Football for 
a bunch of years. It just shows you. I mean, you know, and and here's the thing. It's already too late, ladies and gentlemen. All those, you know, emails you've already sent and those weird things you looked up late night, half drunk on wine or whatever. You just, I just want to look at that one thing once. You know, it's weird. It's always been weird. And, uh, and people, it's not going away. So when you decide that you want to run for president or whatever... Think twice about the things you searched for on Google late night or the mm. one email you sent to your sorority sister that one time with a couple of pictures in it. You may want to reconsider. <laughs> yeah, it's gnarly. Uh, and, and that's what I try to tell my kids. You know, you're the person that you are on Facebook, the person that you are on Instagram, that's always going to be out there. So, that, you know, th- these podcasts, the things that I've said, the things that I said five years ago, um, if someone wanted to dig this up and try to find a way to hold it against me, they absolutely could. That's what that's why putting yourself out there is dangerous. Right? That's why a lot of people don't want to put themselves in the public eye because you open yourself up to exposure. I asked Jorge Olamindi, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" He's like, "Absolutely not." He's like, "It's like I say one wrong thing and I'm crucified for it because it doesn't fit into someone's, you know, certain perception of what's okay or what's not okay. So it is. It's dangerous to put yourself out there, but we do it because we're fearless, Joss. <laughs> and we can edit. <laughs> That's funny. Which is, you know, something we really adhere to and believe strongly in. <laughs> Heavy editing. Um. All right. Well, you know. I didn't have a whole lot tonight. We're not drinking, so it's not like we can really just go off on a huge drunken rant, right? Like we do, if, you know, if it, at night when we have a drive ride home. What is your favorite non-alcoholic beverage? Oh, water, probably. I think it is water. I like water. Water. I'm not a huge soda guy. I don't. No, me neither. You know, maybe an iced tea here and there if I yeah. if I if I'm gonna drink something that's like a soft drink. Soft drink. Other than water, I'll go for iced tea. Iced. Iced tea. It's not ice tea. Uh, We've had this conversation. Yeah. It's It's iced. It's iced tea. Right. People just get lazy. It's just a lazy lazy. You drop the ED. What do you mean iced tea? That's a wrapper. Right. Iced tea is a cool, refreshing beverage. I I love that you use soft drink. Right. It's not a it's, hard drink. It's comforting. Yeah. It is soft. And then water is, I mean, it's water is water, right? Right. Water is thirst quenching. It's great. If you're thirsty. A cold glass of water. Drink water. We'll get it done. Yeah. My wife, people don't drink enough water. I almost threw my wife under the bus. My wife, people, <laughs> including my wife, don't drink enough water. Like, I want a turkey club with an iced tea. Or, you know what? Make that a glass of water. Very rare do you hear someone go, I want a turkey club with like a sun-kissed orange soda. No, but you know what goes great with a with a turkey club? Mayonnaise. Cold glass of milk. The It almost sounded like you said milk. I love a nice cold glass of milk. There it is again. Is it M-E-L-K? Milk? It's milk. I love it. Ugh. Goes Not great with eh. a, like a BLT and A with milk. Like a Stop cold. saying it like that. And by the way, we've done this, I think, before. But what forty-seven-year-old man has a glass of milk? I love. <laughs> <laughs> 
It goes good with, or like day after Thanksgiving, lot of mayonnaise on your turkey sandwich, real cold glass of milk. <laughs> crazy. It was nice. Noodles and milk, like one of my my noodles kids, and milk did not go. My kids, oh well, yeah, a nice hot cup of noodle and a glass of milk. <laughs> It's great. Are you just saying that now to, to, to drive me nuts? No, I love it. Milk. Noodles and milk. Milk. <laughs> Noodles and milk. Are... You're still not doing it. It's something that goes really well together. Noodles and milk do not go well together. That's. Do it. Make you, Do yourself a favor. Get a cupo. Get a nice cupo. Couple dashes of hot sauce. Real cold glass of milk. Nah. Okay. nah You're missing so. out. Maybe watch a MacGyver episode. I'll do that. See? Mash. Yep. Mash and milk. I want peanut butter popcorn and jelly with melted butter and to milk. watch um, mash with. I mean, can you eat peanut butter and jelly without milk? All right, see, that's one that's a little closer. That goes with milk. Cookies? <laughs> Fresh baked Chocolate chip cookies and a nice cold glass of frosty glass of milk. Sounds pretty good. Mmm. So I would just I wouldn't have a huge glass of it. You'd have more milk than milk, is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> I use an I and not yeah. a D. I would have a different vowel involved, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> You kind of seem to have a strange vowel shift <laughs> going there, Jer. Seriously, about to have a vowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> why? <coughs> and, so, and sometimes why? You know, I, coming in here on, on an off time for us, you, I feel like it's a little behind the scenes. We still have the booze from the last week, remnants of the dinner. There's this ouzo here that... Speed bag left that nobody drank. It's like a twenty-year-old bottle of Uzo, nothing on it but Greek. Nobody even tried. Not it, even I don't a. Think. Not even a. I, I took a whiff of the bottle. That was as far as I got. Yeah. And then I went back to the Awamori. Well, yeah. He first of all, he brought something that was already open, which is a weird move. And then proceeded to tell us yeah. it was twenty that's years like, old. That's like bringing over like a twelve piece of uh, fried chicken when there's five pieces in it. The, yeah, you the want a cold one, Clark? And yeah. he hands him the beer he's already yeah. drinking and cracks a fresh right. one for himself. <laughs> Two, talk about what you're in the mood for. When was the last time you got hot for Uzo? Never. <laughs> talk about yeah. I went at a dinner party, like, presenting the Uzo. Never. Never. Hey, everyone, gather around. Yeah. Jerry's going to present the bottle of Uzo. Hey, we're all doing shots of Uzo. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. So? Mi yeah. Miss me with the Uzo. <laughs> I don't like the taste of anus. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is half drank. Yeah. And how old? Didn't he say it's pretty 20 old? 20 years. He said a friend gave that to him like when he came home from his like college trip. <laughs> That feels like he found it in his trunk. Yeah, he was like, I got to get rid of it. His wife's like, hey, what are you going to do with this old bottle of Uzo? <laughs> he just brought it to the show. Oh, I know some. It's like Mikey likes it. Yeah. Mikey will eat anything. They made this huge the deal. Oh, this is 20 years old, straight from Italy. That 20 years isn't straight from anything. Yeah, it's got a very high anise. <laughs> <laughs> 
content. I have a high anus. <laughs> I have a high anus. I got to keep my pants pulled all the way up above my belly button and you see my crack. It's a scene. I tell people my butt crack starts between my shoulder blades. <laughs> That's a funny one. That's a funny one. The, the high rise short wears. I, well, I have a real high crack. I mean, I don't know if I really got any other way to put it. It starts way up here, like, you know. Did you rip it when you were a kid? I don't is know. It, I is think there I'm, a tear? I'm cheeky. Very cheeky. <laughs> you got a lot of cheek. Yeah, I'm che- I got a lot going on. Well, we've gotten back to your anus. <laughs> well, that's probably time to call it. <laughs> well, this has been a fabulous time. Next week, um, we are back in the kitchen, which is going to be exciting. Uh, Simon and I are going to do our take on the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, or hot chicken. We're going to do hot chicken sandwiches. I'm going to do a Dan Dan version of the hot chicken mm. sandwich. We're going to do scratch hot sauce. I'm going to do a, the buns again. Uh, kimchi coleslaw. So stay tuned for the food next week, Josh. Yeah. Planning on being here? That's exciting. The, the yes. boys will be back. All of them. We'll maybe swab you out a little bit. I, mean, I think uh, you had, what, 27 people here last week? I mean, it's really catching on. There are times that it seems that there are a lot of people back there, for sure. It's like, we're run- what am I, running a restaurant? I'm trying to get <laughs> research for a podcast. <laughs> Oh, no, I guess I am doing research to open a restaurant. Right. Okay, sure. Okay. Simon, bring in the next. <laughs> we were doing like multiple seatings. <laughs> like a line yeah, out the back. There was a seven and nine. <laughs> I told him we should definitely start charging and just doing seatings. We'll do two seatings. We'll just fill the like table. Like a cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> There's like this, yeah, this, the, the seven to eight thirty and the nine, nine to, to ten. Yeah, nine to ten thirty. <laughs> We always prefer the second. Uh, $60 a pop, you know, comes with all yeah. the all the frosty barley pops you can manage. And Simon and I will just make hot chicken. We were slanging it two weeks ago when Mark was here cooking, Yusuke was here cooking. Kitchen was hopping. There was a new dish coming out like every yeah. 30 seconds. Like, what is this? Well, those are fish cakes. I was like, I don't even know we had that. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. On what aisle is – oh, that's the other thing is – I mean, we were talking about take you to lunch, you know, uh, next time you should come with us when we go shopping um, because there's a lot of really, really good kind of uh, Taiwanese and ethnic Chinese food restaurants around where we go shopping because we go to a Chinese store shopping called 99 Ranch Market. I think we've talked about that place yeah. before. Um they are in several states. I don't know that they're nationwide, but they're. I think so, at some point they said they had fifty six locations. Um, great store. I love it, and I, the reason I like to go there is because they have the kind of ingredients that I like <laughs> to cook with. I can't go to Ralph's and find you know dehydrated scallops. <laughs> right. You walk up to the the average bag boy and say, "On what aisle is is the is the uh, is the mung bean starch?" <laughs> and he'll give you that that dough and uh, yeah. deer and headlights look like. Did you look uh... in the baking? <laughs> Maybe in the Asian. <laughs> right. Like, you know, supermarkets have like the Asian aisle, which is like a little kind of. Like the one, the Ralph's across the street here has the, it's like, it's like the ethnic foods aisle <laughs> and everything they have on that aisle. They'll have like, um, soy sauce, like a canned gefilte fish and like Jesus candles. Right. 
Like everything. It's like, really? <laughs> Putting it all in one uh The one ethnic spot. aisle. So if you need gefilte fish, soy sauce, you head right to that. You need a, a Mary candle. <laughs> they have it on that aisle. It's real. <laughs> Maybe break it up a little bit. Right. Asian. <laughs> like kind a, of a, there's a lot of Asian. Like gazpacho. Yeah, they have like a boxed curry. <laughs> So, no, I like to go to 99 Ranch Market where literally there's an entire aisle for just soy sauces. Literally. I thought you were going to say for mung bean. Well, there is. There's an entire section of just starches. Sweet potato starch, glutinous rice starch, mung bean starch. Um, you know, you name it. You can get it there. And I have them all. I'm a big fan of playing with all the different kinds of right. starches and my noodles and wonton wrappers and even the bread dough to get that perfect bite. Yeah. So, yeah, but you can't get that stuff at Ralph's. Yes, you, you, the, the guy just looks at you like, huh? Right. Um, did you say Frosted Flakes? Because that's aisle 10. No, yeah. 11. <laughs> he, not, they're no, not no, no, Bonito Flakes. <laughs> Bonito Flakes. Is that a cereal? No, no. Not very good in Is milk. Is that in the brand? Yeah. Bonito Flakes in milk? Not a good, not something you really, not, not a winner. What aisle's your kombu? <laughs> this guy has no idea. That's by the lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> lettuce. Lettuce. Turn up. Hey, so turn up your dial. Turn up the hotline. All right. All right. You well, got anything else? This has been great. Halloween coming up. What are you going to be? Drunk. Drunk. How about you? I'm going to be, uh, I don't know. Diabetes. Something. Something. Diabetic man. Something, something diabetes. Diabetic man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I can well, picture you being, you're going to be kind of like a burger, right? A cookie? Something oval. I might be like the <laughs> the high C guy. <laughs> the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just combusting through the wall. Just destroying kids. I feel like that guy's having a good time. Oh, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, bro. You just like, who's going to fix that? What a menace. I'm never going to have Kool-Aid again. He breaks my freaking house down. Oh, it gave you a little bit of anxiety, didn't it? Those commercials. Oh, you're like, oh, my God. You're scared. You, like, go out in the middle of a field to try to... All you want is some Kool-Aid without doing serious commercial damage. I mean, was there game plan to like the feeling of knocking down bricks in doorways? Like, oh yeah, like, like how was that marketing? How did the two things go? Yeah, every time you have Kool Aid, we're gonna definitely there's gonna be a shitload of collateral damage. (laughs) Right, like you're not invited over to my house. Yeah, I'm never having Kool Aid again. (laughs) I'm going back to High C. Oh, it's not even close. Kool Aid's better than High C, and of course, Kool Aid, the grape, is the only way to go. I really liked the Hawaiian Punch guy. He looked like he was having a good time. What was his handle? Again, what was this? The Hawaiian punk hula guy or whatever. He always had the flowers around his head. Kind of looked half drunk. I wonder who'd win in a fight. Well, clearly well, the, the, the Kool-Aid guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Hawaii guy's just having a drink yeah. on the sand. Yeah, he's all rummed out. <laughs> How much sugar is in a Hawaiian punch? I like to put the Hawaiian punch guy up against Little Caesars. The pizza pizza guy? He does have a spear, though. Right. A stave. 
Yeah, that guy annoys me. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Don't spear my pizza. Yeah, grow. Oh, your waxy square pizza, two for a two dollars. <laughs> like if you can get two pizzas for two dollars, <laughs> hey, you don't want it, kid. <laughs> So it's not the best of all. The I think brands. you can even really call it pizza anymore. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah, beat it, Cook. <laughs> Seriously, scram. It's not the move. <laughs> it's another weird advertising one. Like a small Roman man with a spear <laughs> spearing my pizza isn't making me hungry for it. So weird. So. And reconsidering your marketing plan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're happy to weigh in on your logo, your Web brand. Consulting. Yeah. Ready to just totally shoot holes in all of your <laughs> iconic branding, mascots. We, we hate all of them. Right. All, all right. right. Well, thanks for being here, Joss. Thanks for being here, Jer. Thanks for sharing a huge lunch. I'm going to take a nap. It's time for a cot. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Short and sweet this week for sure. But thank you very much for being here. Um, As always, shout out to our weekly Lava Lampers. We really appreciate you tuning in week after week to join in the hilarity. And as always, to the truck drivers out there, thank you so much um, for for what you do. We know that you are truly um, the workforce keeping our economy moving. So thank you very much. And to all our active duty military and vets, thank you for your sacrifice. We really, really appreciate it. Um, that being said, we are continuing to work with and do some exciting things with Freedom Sings USA. And we hope to be having the James Kelly Band in here again in the near future um, to talk more about what we're doing there and to share more of that music. So please stay tuned. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. <laughs>